Hey, welcome back. Come have a seat at the table and let's chat about metaphysics. I am so excited for this episode, you all, everyone listening, because this episode is a very special episode dedicated to Jim and Jam Festival. If you follow me on social media, you have heard that my workshop got accepted to Jim and Jam, which has been on my bucket list of festivals to teach at since I started teaching back in 2017 and actually being like in the public eye teaching with this. This is going to be the first festival that I've taught at that my book is about to come out. My deck has already been out and has just gotten so much good feedback. And this is going to be the first workshop of the year. So I'm very, very excited about it. And we are doing Saturday and Sunday at the same time, a nice little metaphysical meditation that we're all going to get together for. And I'm excited for that. But before we get there, let's talk about what Jim and Jam is. And I've got a very special interview for you with one of the amazing musicians on the lineup. If you've already read the show notes, you know who it is. And if you're just jumping in and listening, Today, I am talking to Vincent Antone, who is an incredible musician from Austin, Texas, and we will get into more of that later. But first, let's talk about Jim and Jam. Now, Jim and Jam is this annual festival that is held every year during the world-renowned Tucson Gym and Mineral Fossil Showcase, making this special weekend a perfect pairing of music, and art for gym enthusiasts and festival goers of all kinds, featuring both prominent internationally and nationally touring names in the jam and electronic music scenes. Music remains the main attraction for many, yet the festival also features artists of all mediums, including visual performers, live artists, arts and crafts, along with workshops and lectures, food vendors, and high-end art galleries. If you like art, and you like music, and you like crystals and metaphysical, you're gonna wanna be at Jim and Jam. There, it is such an intentionally curated space that you can already tell how much work has been put into it. Now, if you've ever been to Tucson, which I'm excited because I have never been to Tucson and I'm excited to go and see, you know, what the Pima County Fairgrounds are like. I tend to have good experiences at fairgrounds with music and, you know, workshops. Now, let's talk about Vincent. So if you are unfamiliar, first, if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts in the past year or you have been following the MCOD playlist, which is the Metaphysical Cannabis Oracle Deck playlist, you have heard Vincent Antone through me. If you're familiar with him, not through me, I applaud you because I found this incredible artist at this festival that we had attended a couple years ago and we wound up just kind of like moseying over to his set not knowing what was coming up and it was incredible and it forever changed us and he is literally my fiance's number one most listened to artist on spotify for the 2023 wrapped 
and I'm so excited for you all to hear this interview with him. It is just amazing. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Vincent and how, when he's going to play at Jim and Jam, so that if you haven't got your tickets to Jim and Jam yet, you're going to go ahead and buy them. You're going to go ahead and get you know, get it locked in and get everything settled. If you want it to happen, it'll happen. Just like watch it work out for you. So Vincent is an American producer and recording artist based in Austin, Texas. He is multi-instrumental, playing guitar for over 20 years, drums for 15, and piano and bass for 10. He has produced music for over eight years now and has found a passion for combining elements of dance music with all sorts of genres. His style runs from future funk, hip-hop, future bass, house, trap, and everything in between. His music is boundless. You can expect the unexpected because it is incredible. And because of this, there really is something for everyone. In the live setting, Vince plays guitar and keys while he is joined by his powerhouse drummer, who is Jose Gutierrez. Together, these two put on an electrifying show that literally can, you cannot be moving. You cannot not be moving when you hear Vincent. Everyone is dancing. No stranger to the festival circuit and clubs, Vincent has performed at many notable events in his music career. These include Austin City Limits, Cabo, San Diego and Dallas, Wakarusa, Euphoria Fest, Waterloo Fest, Breakaway Fest, Utopia Fest, Art Outside, and many, many others. He has opened for artists such as Pretty Lights, Steve Aoki, Grammatic, RJD2, Goldfish, Cherub, Hero Bust, Opio, The Nappy Roots, Max Frost, XMAG, and many more. So without further ado, here is my interview with the one and only Vincent Antone. Enjoy! First, like, how are you? I'm good. How you been doing? I've been doing good. Have you been busy lately? Uh, yeah, life's moving quick, you know. But <laughs> you gotta take a second every now and again to actually recognize what's going on with you, you know. Yeah, I feel like you're doing a lot. Like a lot has come up in the past, like, God, like three months. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, I, it's one of those things where it's like, if I don't like stop and like actually ask myself how I'm doing six months will go by and I'll be like, what the fuck was all that? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you do anything like journal or meditate or anything like that to kind of, yeah, I was keeping a journal for a while. I kind of fell off from it. I, I, I'm trying to get better about finding a balance in all of this, particularly between like what it means, like maintain a life at home versus like the life on the road and all that. And like not letting the career just be this all-encompassing thing that like defines my life all the time you know and it totally is right now and that's tough so <laughs> I mean but the sheer awareness of that is it seems like a lot of people don't really have that uh especially going into the music business it's like that's that's almost what they want is it to encompass their whole life right I mean in, in a weird way it's like I, I I also love it and I and the awareness is good it's like but can you walk out what it means to like change that if you have to, you know, and that's the tough part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're in central time. Are you like in the Midwest somewhere? 
Austin, Texas. Oh, sweet. Okay, nice. Yeah. I feel like I remember you saying that the last time that we saw you. And that's yeah, yeah. where, because you flew back on either like your Mother's Day or Easter or what was it? It was. Oh, like yeah, I guess that was in April. So it probably was Easter. I got a big family and it was very important to my mother that I'd be home. So I, right. I bounced out of there at like 5 a.m. before I could say bye to you. <laughs> I remember that. Well, that's yeah. so great. Thank um, you so much for letting me do that, by the way. That, you know. Oh, my I, God our pleasure <laughs> i get by with the you know the help of my friends so i mean for real i really am one of those people that believes like you're at the right place at the right time for the things that like you can actually handle to bring in at that time i very much believe like you're never given more than you can handle even when things feel like they're super overwhelming yeah so when we were how we like found you and just like just happened to be at that stage at that time and that day. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still obsessed with your music. Brandon, you. literally, you were his number one Spotify artist this year. And that's amazing. That's so cool. Like, yeah, I love that. It's, have you uh, seen a lot of like, have you like, what's the past year kind of been like? You said you're trying to make sure that you don't get, you know, that you've got this awareness, but that it's really hard. Has it just been like, it feels like it's you're getting <laughs> you are getting more than you can handle or does it feel like you you've got this <laughs> it's this weird uh in between of like feeling overwhelmed and yet being hungry for more oh, yeah. you know what I mean because like yeah. and I don't know how much of that like comes from this I was talking about it with a friend last night like this thing I have inside of me where like this has kind of been my goal all my life you know and so like there's a piece of this that's like some sort of weird validating thing, you know, for me personally. And like, it's yeah. not necessarily always the most healthy thing because like right. my life, like I should, I should feel okay with or without it, you know what right. I mean? Right. And so as things like pick up, it's like, I mean, you're working hard and it's a goal and whether my career was this or I was selling insurance or whatever, like, you know, you want to do good at, at whatever you're doing. So it's like, it's this weird duality of like feeling overwhelmed, but at the same time, when, when that workload ever, if it ever slows down, you don't feel like it's happening, you know, as, as uh, potently as it, as it once was. So you're always like trying to get more of it. And then like, you know, the thing that the team grows and things get streamlined. And so like, the workload becomes more defined and whatnot, but like when's enough enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right. <laughs> because it keeps coming in and you're like, just when you think you're like, you've set that goal, you've got that dream. You're like, all right, well, I know I want this for a reason. I know I can like have this. And then when it starts to come, you're like, there's more. <laughs> Yeah. And there always is. It's like, there just always, when you yeah. thought you've reached the, like the goal that you had, something comes in out of nowhere and you're like, wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah. It's a, it's a very odd thing. I spend like a ton of time thinking about all this stuff too. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about like having to really like pause and ask yourself, like, how do I feel about all this? Or like, what's my actual intention here? With oh. some of this stuff you know yes and if yes. you're not asking those questions like you just get caught up in the current sometimes and then you end up like way over here and you're like 
I don't even know if I feel right about what's happening right now, you know? Right. right. <laughs> I think what you just said about the intention is like, I, I really believe that that's probably one of the most powerful things that no matter what happens or where you're guided, if you have like a pure intention, it's kind of like you're protected in some way or you're guided or you're just like yeah. more aware of these things. So like when you started making music and you, you know, I mean, cause something as like a, a theater kid and a choir <laughs> singer my entire life, I was like, Oh my God, he understands the, like the music, like the, the count. I was like, if someone can make my heart skip in a 16 count, like they just, they understand music. And I listen to a lot of music and I don't know a lot of artists that I feel like understand music the way that you do. So was that like when you started, like, you know, where's little Vincent? Was little Vincent like <laughs> out here creating music and beats? Like, where does the, where does um. it come from? Yeah, I I picked up a guitar when I was like six. So like probably my earliest, some of my earliest memories was watching my dad play like in his office when I'm like two or three or something. Wow, um, that's cool. So I picked it up then and was just always fascinated by it. And like, it's funny that I ended up in a, an electronic realm because like that's not what I envisioned, aspired to be or like, right. it wasn't really a thing either when I was like younger, you know what I'm no. saying? Um, and so I like picked up more instruments and started playing drums and piano and all this different stuff. And I got really into like jam bands when I was in high school, you know, started smoking weed as we do fish and string cheeses <laughs> and all that shit. And I had older, older brothers that were into that. And so like, we went to those festivals. I went to Bonnaroo when I was like 17 and that's like, oh, hell yeah. I'm from Tennessee. So that was oh, my really? backyard. Yeah. So nice. my older brothers were like that too. But there was just such a, a, a freedom in that music, you know? especially yeah. kind of improvisational stuff and so that that sense of wonder and a, an ability and chemistry to make something uh in the moment that only exists for that moment you know was very uh appealing to me and so I just I grew up doing that and then went to college and formed a band or two dropped out of college the first time uh because I had like you know I was struggling with uh, drug addictions and whatnot and uh came back home and like formed joined another band and that band started doing really well um and it was like a, a jam band type thing and then that uh disbanded for various reasons ended up in another project that started doing pretty well that fell apart because i was still messed up and um so then when i kind of got my shit together i i was like all right um i'm gonna give this like one more real stab you know because i'm getting older and like either it's gonna work out or it's not i want to yeah. give it like the proper do and that's uh you know probably around 2000 i'm backtracking now but back in 2010 is when i kind of became aware of the new wave of electronic music that was kind of popping up and it had a lot of soul and um funk going on in it you yeah. know and that appealed to my tastes and whatnot and so i just got fascinated with producing and i was like oh i can play like five or six instruments but i can't do it all at once right. now i can you yeah. know with production and whatnot so <laughs> And then, yeah, it just kind of started going from there. I mean, that's the Cliff Notes version of it, but yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> so when you were young and you got that like feeling of what it feels like to like make music, is that when that dream kind of came in? Like, I want to make music and like bring other people to feel 
like the relief or the joy or the excitement that I feel. Cause I, I swear I can turn on any one of your songs and there'll be, I'll put them in my show notes and like link you and everything. Like anytime I feel like, you know, the regular shit, the depression creeping in the anxiety that loves to come in at the beginning of the year and every week, I'm just like, I'm just gonna like turn something on that's Vincent. And I know I'm gonna like instantly like uh-huh. raise my vibration it's like those you know oh, those youtube that. sounds that you can listen to i've like <laughs> steered towards i'm like all right i'll have this on in the background and then i'll have vincent playing from my phone <laughs> I, I love that that's very sweet yeah uh you know the the i think that the dream becomes more defined as you get older and more clear i mean when i was a kid i think the the idea of like rock and roll and and blowing up and like stuff like that is um less conducive to what it actually is now which is like it's just a way for me to communicate and like I don't I'm I'm pretty introverted like I can talk with one person for a long time but like you get me in a room with a bunch of people I'm like you know (laughs) Um, and I often feel kind of misunderstood as cliche as that sounds but like the music is a very clear way for me to output whatever it is that's going on with me um and people can take it or leave it you know what I mean like I love that yeah it becomes something that's interesting because like once it becomes how you're paying you know the mortgage or whatever it's like you do feel a sense of obligation to kind of provide what your fans are looking for after a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. but also at the same time you're like I'm trying I need to make something that I enjoy first because I'm the one that has to play it every night for the next five years or whatever. Yeah. And you know, when you come from that intention of I'm going to make something that I love, it's received so much better. And it's like, wow, okay. I created something from, from myself, from like pure intention of just being like, I have to get this out of me to get through whatever it is that I'm going through right now that's that thing that it's like that deep human connection that happens through music that like it heals people. It helps people. So like on your healing journey that you've had for these past six, seven years, it you like you, you probably, I mean, you honestly have no idea how many people you've also helped. Yeah. It's so beautiful, man. Right. I, like I'm, I'm blown away by it on the daily, the messages yeah. of people. It's like, I, I can't even wrap my head around it sometimes. Cause it's like, Cause you like run into people out on tour and stuff and they'll tell you that. And you're like, Oh my God, like you're actually yeah. out here, like, you know, listening to this and like, it's doing something for you. And like, this is mostly me in a dark room by myself, like yeah. making weird beats at night, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so when it like spreads out out there like that, it's, it's a crazy thing. I, I, it's I beautiful. It. Like yeah. you said, it's so beautiful. Um, it have you ever been to Jim and jam before? Have you ever played there? Yeah, so I have a funny story about Jim and Jam, actually. it um We played there in 2022, so coming up on two years ago. And it was at a time where, um, you know, the pandemic had kind of just worn off. Uh, I had gone on my first, like, tour as an opener, but it was just me. I didn't have my drummer with me, so I had done a, a run of, like, 10 shows with some homies and whatnot. That was a cool experience, but Jim and Jam 2022 was, like, going to be basically our first, like, bigger festival mm-hmm. and so we got there and we had um and this is like no disrespect to Jim and Jam at all there was just some confusion about I had my drummer 
and they didn't realize I had my drummer and they had me on like a DJ um, stage, which is all good. We ended up, I ended up doing a DJ set. My drummer was there just kind of getting down in the back. And, <laughs> um, but it, anyway, they, they, uh, they did something really cool and they were like, Oh, well, we've, there was a scheduling issue the next, like the last day or the next day. And we got like a better time slot on like a bigger stage and we'll give you a second set if you want to do it. And I was like, absolutely. Oh my so God. That, yeah. So we got to do that. And my drummer got to play with me and that set like really popped off and like, you know, a couple thousand people showed up and um, it was just a lot of things meeting at the right time. And then after that, like, uh, it just kind of put us on the map. Yeah. Um, from that set alone, I think we booked like three more festivals. We started touring immediately afterwards. So like I can point to Gem and Jam and be like, that was like a, a pivotal moment for the trajectory of everything, you know? Just wow. Yeah. So Just we're wow. really excited to come back and, you know, do it again. Oh my God. I mean, that's incredible. That's so cool. And I think it says a lot about the intention of Jim and Jam. It's like music festivals and production are so crazy and you oh, know, absolutely. things get lost in the cracks, but it's how you handle it and how you deal with it that literally can like change somebody's life. Like, oh yeah, it was very cool of them. And it was like very serendipitous. And if it didn't happen that way, like things might be different right now, you know, yeah. so, maybe it's the, maybe it's the crystals and the gym show and all that, maybe you know, so. like the influx of all that energy being like you know what just magic there are, for, there are forces at work that i don't understand <laughs> that are contributing to a lot of things that happen in my life and the, and the world around me you know yeah i hear that i hear that <laughs> i try not to you know it's they're hard to understand i try not to lose my mind trying to understand them but yeah <laughs> you feel it when it's happening you know yeah i go down a rabbit hole at least once or twice a week of just like esoteric ancient shit that I'm like what what yeah. I know it's like I think a lot of that's like just innate to the human experience yeah like we are so happening. eager to learn and to yeah. understand and and you know especially from our ancestors because it's still in our body and in our blood and in our like water in our body so is there anybody in your family that you know of like ancestor wise that was also creating music yeah um so on my dad's side my dad's adopted so that family side as far as the blood goes is kind of a mystery to me which i've grown to like actually um, I, relatable same yeah like, you know I don't i'm adopted like don't know half my family really? just like that's how how you know i feel like it's more common now than it really was like 20 i guess you know 20 or so years ago but yeah same I, yeah and i just don't feel like tied down to any sort of yeah with that um and you know love makes a family anyway um 100 i people who aren't my family raised me people who weren't my blood raised me and right. and you know inspired my music choices and and they're the ones that are closer to me than my blood you know when you've got yeah. multiple older brothers fighting that were born in different decades of what music <laughs> you should listen to like no my decade's better no my decade's right, better right. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know um it was a big part. Music's always been a big part of my journey too, especially being adopted. It's like, you kind of, you just kind of view things through a different lens than people who don't have that experience. Or you, if you come from a blended family like that, it's, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. It's, uh, it can be a, a positive perspective to have, you know, I, I think uh, it can be <laughs> tough initially, but when you like, you know, step back and go through your life and take a look at it, you like, you kind of can see things for what they are. 
Yeah, yeah. you're much more compassionate. I feel like the people that yeah. I know that are adopted and from blended families are a lot less judgmental. And yeah. just they they do tend to be more introverted because, you know, I like to say I'm an extroverted introvert. Like right. <laughs> I'll be out, but then like I want three days just to be yeah. home. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so in my, a, in my dark studio, just, you know, creating shit. Like. Oh yeah. That's me right now. I mean, there's like a Texas freeze going on right now. It's been oh. like 20 degrees for a week or whatever. And I was like, my little brother's out on tour with dirt wire right now doing like their lasers and whatnot. Yeah. So I was like, I'm locking down for these, like, <laughs> this next week and just creating my shit, you know? hundred percent. Ooh, well, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Um, yeah. and I, I, you know, I'll be seeing you in like three weeks, basically. God, it's coming up so quick. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The more stuff that you, the, the schedule fills up, the quicker it all like shows up, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's right around the corner." Yeah. But, yeah. To answer your other your other question, uh, on my mother's side, uh, Johnny Cash is my fourth cousin. Are um, you fucking serious? Yeah, it's crazy. I He's think we share a dog named Cash. Oh, bulldog. Really? Yeah. yeah nice. My favorite. You share bulldog. a great, great, great grandparent or something. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, that's such a cool fucking fact. Yeah, pretty neat. Um, technically, I, I'll have to look again. It might be his wife, June. But yeah, was, June Carter. Was, yeah, which arguably her family was almost bigger than him, but yeah, it would be like through his, their kids then at that point. But yeah, but that's, that's so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, who yeah. knows? That's gonna, that's wow. That's super, super fucking cool. Yeah, I, I need to kind of dig up a little bit more on that that side of things and figure out what's going on there. But yeah, it's somewhere. Dude, in there. if you if you put some Johnny Cash shit together, like <laughs> if that comes out of you because of this yeah. conversation, I'm, I'm literally it's funny. Like, like the stuff that usually, the stuff that usually um kind of comes together musically for me, like I can set out to make something um i'm kind of making less stuff with samples these days not like necessarily by design it's just how it's going right now yeah um, yeah it's just the flow yeah I and mean, I'll, I'll always come back to it sooner or later but um a lot of that stuff kind of has to find me in a sense like i have to hear something that pricks my ear and then i go okay like if i if i hear something and i want to run to my computer and like do something with it that's mm -hmm. the sign that there's something there yeah totally time like digging around for shit trying to force something to happen that just isn't working you know right right it that's sucks when you have deadlines and stuff and you have to like <laughs> there's a schedule to maintain get something like, out yeah creativity has you know inspiration has no schedule but sometimes you have to fucking make it happen you know you gotta, you gotta write it down yeah sometimes yeah. I, I hear you on that as a creative mind it's like my to-do list my to-do list is becoming more of a priority because that's the only way i can stay organized yeah otherwise my creativity. ironically it's self-imposed too right like these <laughs> deadlines I put on myself are like right I have the boss that's telling me like this needs to happen but <laughs> then I'm just like if I want things to go well like this has to happen by this time it better be on Thursday and then I'm like yeah. oh it's fucking Thursday and I don't feel like doing it <laughs> but you have to do that to yourself you know it's, yeah. it's a good practice you know yeah it's just tricky <laughs> it's so tricky I mean you're you're totally spot on um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see you in a couple of weeks at Jim and Jam and yeah. I cannot wait to see, you know, I'm just excited to dance and be at one of your shows again. It's yeah. always such a pleasure and I've never been to Jim and Jam, so I'm excited to go. 
I'm doing a little workshop there too. Uh, One of the days, I don't know what day yet. You know, we don't have our schedule. I unfortunately am like pretty in and out. In and out, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there just Friday because we bounced to Reno the next day and I'm coming in hot from Cincinnati the day before. So like, I I wish I could hang out longer like I did last time, but. Well, I'll definitely see you on Friday then. Yeah, come find me. I'll be, yeah, I'll definitely find you. Um, If you're thinking on Friday, let me know. I'll try stuff. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm flying in from Long Beach and then, you know, we're flying out on Sunday too. So we're, we're there, but we're in and out too. Um, It's the way it goes. I'm going to try to bring some fruit leather, some just like snacks for people and and the artists and everything so i'll make sure i get you just some snacks you know oh yeah (laughs) well thank you so much vincent it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you i hope you have a great rest of your day and like you know hope somebody you know just inspires you to keep being you because it's fucking incredible and i'm really glad that like your unique gifts are getting shared with the world because it it does help and it heals people heals more than you know well thank you very much for having me (laughs) Send my love to to the fam and whatnot. It was great to see you. I'll see you in a few weeks. I will. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I am so grateful for you for being here and listening to this whole thing. That was a long one and I didn't break it up into a couple episodes like I have been last time. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you all have a great rest of your day, week, month, life, year, whatever, whenever you decide to listen to this. Check out everything in the show notes. If you're using Apple Podcasts, you can click on the show notes. If you're using Spotify, the links are not clickable. So jump on over to Apple Podcasts and click on all the links that are in the show notes so that you can get all of the resources from my incredible partners, as well as some discount codes from Intelligent Change for some productivity hacks. Thank you again for listening, and I hope to see you all at Jim and Jam. If you listen to the podcast and you heard this episode, please show up to my workshop and give me a little, hey, give me, you know, say something like your metaphysical AF. And that's how I know that you know to be there. Thanks so much. Have a good day.